Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? The week six recap coming your way. Not the most exciting slate this week, okay? Kind of boring, but every game matters. Every game counts, and the playoffs are still in hope for most of our teams. Maybe not all of them. Maybe not the one that's with the guy sitting right across from me. So, Justin, I don't even know why I'm asking. I'm not going to ask. Burke, let's go. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast, and we're excited to come to you with a new episode because the time is here. Yep. The NBA season starts tomorrow, <laughs> and we're previewing it right no, now. No, we are not. No, we are not. Right, we got to do it. All right. It's, you're right. No, no, you're look, right. Look, I'll say it. Yeah. Rutgers didn't get ranked in the AP poll for basketball. <laughs> Only 11 votes, but the first game's in 24 days, and the boys already have a chip on their shoulder. Who do they have? Who do they have? Probably like Central Connecticut State or Fairleigh Dickinson. Which used to be a tough one for them. We have lost that one. <laughs> we have lost that one before. Haven't talked to you much. Just got home late last night. You got mm-hmm. home late. Mm-hmm. How was man camp? Man camp was You look awesome. strong. I, dude, I was lifting logs. Yeah. I was like... No, it, was you just, can tell. I was just being a man. Yeah. But uh, I think God planned for me to not have a phone this weekend. Uh, absolutely. Because absolutely. I don't think I would have survived nope. mentally nope. with what had happened to my teams. And uh, to just to come back and turn on your phone and you're like, oh, Rutgers, is gonna, Rutgers would have won, right? Right, at least Rutgers beat Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. you know, we're 4-3, and three, two games away from the bowl. No, we lost 21-7. Dominated. Uh, and then you look at the Giants score, it's 38-3. to three. Yeah. You're like, all right, well, my team's sort of combined 10 points so far in two football games. That's kind of hard to do. So uh, we set the phone down, yep. and we didn't really dive too much into it initially because, we, you know, that that was a painful thing to read. But, yeah, I guess apparently looking at it, if there's any week in a football to miss, this was the one. So It was. Not that entertaining, um, you know, other than there was, there was one really good game, and then even the Sunday night game was technically good, but it wasn't. You know, it's two bad teams. Yeah. Um, but starting Thursday night – Kind of a weird game, kind of what we thought it would be. Uh, the Bucks kind of dominated, and the Eagles hung in late. Look, a lot of these recaps, Justin and I, I was busy Sunday. Justin was out of town. So a lot of these are just the game highlights that we watched, so bear with us. We're gonna, yeah. It might sound like all those national people that don't watch your team and make stuff up. We're going to try not to do that. Um, but we did watch the Thursday night, and it was— Well, second half, because we did want an adult league men's basketball championship. We won three or four, uh, two, in two, two in a row Pretty now. Pretty special things so happening. shout out to us. Anyways, yeah. Buccaneers. Yeah, it's just what we thought. I mean, the yeah. Bucks. we knew the Bucks were probably going to win. We knew Hurts. That's just what Jalen is. He's he's not the most accurate guy. He's going to compete his tail off, though, and get you back in the game or keep you in the game or win you the game because he's so competitive. But, Justin, when the Bucks are dominating against the run, that's what they you – know, every time anyone plays the Bucks, they're like, oh, we're not running on them. Sanders had 56 yards. That's honestly a lot compared to what teams usually do. Jalen Hurts had 115 yards. It's just you can't go twelve for twenty six against that defense. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. But um, after we talk about this upcoming game, um, the Eagles are going to be in a really weird spot that we'll discuss with this next game. But for the Buccaneers, I mean, they're just kind of on cruise control. Um, yeah. they're not going to be flustered. Nope. And uh, I don't have much on this game other than that. Kind of going to be a theme today, probably. Yeah, uh, I think this game kind of went exactly how I thought it would. Uh, Bucks got up big early. Yeah. And the Eagles. Fought back, but it there was never a chance. Right. And the Buccaneers could have scored more points, but they needed out on like what the five or something or how close was they that? they ended up yeah yeah they, they were in they were in the red zone tough for the spread that was a weird they spot. got a first down to end it at the four no timeouts left so. yeah and so they need it with like two minutes left they yeah ran the clock out but there was I mean I when I first checked my phone after. The game, and I kind of, I think I got home at what the beginning of the second half. The uh, there was calls for Jalen Hurts to be benched, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I feel like so. 
Then at the end, everyone was like, oh, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. But it was – I mean, this is a system – There's no chance that – And, like, the, do the Buccaneers' defense, do they carry after they're up 28-7? to 7? Right. Do they? Right. So. I mean, this is a system with Nick Sirianni that is built off quick completions, getting the ball out. Like, it's yeah. actually built for Jalen Hurts. Um, Just to – Look, I, I mean, people joke about it, but if the Eagles are trying to win this year, which they're probably not, they won't say that, but – you know they're not too far back right now. What are they, Justin? Are they, are they two and four, or are they yeah. three and three? Two and four. Two and four. Uh, but I think their schedule's not too bad coming up. I, look, I mean Gardner Mitchell is probably better than Jalen Hurts. I would say he. he but is. I don't even know where he is on the totem pole right now because he got. I, but he should be above the Joe Flacco. Like the guy. Easily. It's hard to say he's good when he went one and fifteen with the Jags, but like I don't know. I think he's better. Than Jalen I think Hurts. he can make. I think he would have. I think a he can chance. run Sirianni's offense. You give him twenty six completions. I. You know what? I guarantee he gets yeah, he more than 12, over. 12 uh, completions and 115 yards. I, I agree. guarantee it. Yep. But uh, Bucks win. No surprise there. Yeah. Um, um, the London game. We called this one. Yeah. First win for Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Clap it up for the Jaguars. What do you go, Jags? Uh, and that kicker, unsigned, uh, picked up this week. That yeah. week hit 250 yarders to win it. Within the last four minutes, right? Within the last four minutes, the Dolphins going for it for fourth and one on their own 45 with a non-talented group. Someone brought it up today. I don't know what the analytics say about fourth and one, no matter where you are. At some point, you've got to factor in your guys. Yeah. If the analytics say, yes, go for it, that's fine. But you might want to look at your roster and be like, but can these guys actually get it? Yeah. Like, is, is two of the – and it's just not. And that's – you know, I get going for it. It was late in the game, but it cost them the game. Even after the Jags were trying to hand them to the game, I watched a little bit of it. But um, I don't know. If you're the Dolphins, though, here's what I was saying with the Eagles. The Dolphins don't have their pick. They gave it to the Eagles. So the Eagles are going to have two probably top ten picks for sure, which is incredible. We do it's not, scary. It's scary. And the, the unfortunate thing, though, Justin, is there's not a quarterback to take in the top ten. That That's like a guaranteed right now. Yeah. I mean, will there, Matt Corral or one of those guys be taken? Yes, but there's not. This is probably one of the worst you upcoming hurt, groups right, we've seen. Matt Corral got hurt? I'm, no, he ran like 29 times. I saw something today. It was like Lane Kiffin uncertain about or doesn't have a comment about Matt Corral's injury. Let's take a break. I want to talk about it, but this is literally the doesn't first time Zach good. and I have seen each other since Thursday night. So doesn't feel good about Matt Corral's injury status. So, I, I, I don't know. I saw he ran 29 times, and that was – well, all right. That sucks. That's – don't know why you brought that up. I don't really even know. Yeah, that's my bad. I shouldn't have said that's anything. That's my Heisman but ticket right there. I also don't see anything else besides that one tweet. So I don't, Matt yeah. Krauser dropped to his knee in Knoxville. The Tennessee crowd cheered the injury because they're frauds. Oh, well. Maybe he finished game. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah, there really isn't like a, a quarterback right now that people are saying A is a generational talent or B has separated themselves to be the guy in the draft class. And when you look at who were the guys, two of the top three guys, which I will say I was very anti against, were Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler. And besides getting benched and Spencer Rattler, you haven't heard their names at all this year in college football. Yeah. So it's you Malik know, Willis is probably gonna be a project coming from Liberty. And could he thrive in Sirianni's offense? Maybe. I don't know. And then, yeah, Matt Corral, he has the arm, but you know he also has Lane Kiffin as his coach, so we'll see if he can translate it to the NFL level. Uh, Ritter, you know, I feel like he's the most prototypical quarter, NFL quarterback in this draft yeah. class, but I, you know, oh, I don't know. Would you take him in the top 10? No way. I He might. I don't know. How, we'll see how Desmond Ritter looks like a, a 10-year backup. Everyone loves combine stuff. Yeah. We'll see how he throws the ball at the combine. I think that's just going to be what it is or those pro days. But uh, it, it is – if you don't have a quarterback, it is the worst time to have two top ten picks. Yeah, and I, I'm stealing takes today. I heard this too. I was listening to a lot of podcasts today driving. But the NBA does it. Why doesn't the NFL do protected trades? Like why didn't the Dolphins say, we'll, we'll give you our first, but we're going to protect it if it's in the first top eight? And then it rolls over to next year. Like, the NBA does that all the time. And I don't get why the NFL doesn't do that. Because in this situation, they are screwed. And they didn't do anything to protect it. There's nothing against it. It just has never happened in the NFL. I don't know. It's something to think about. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I, I know what you're saying. and I, I can kind of understand it. But I think it's just the value of the first-round pick in yeah, they the NFL give up, probably. is so much more different than the value of, the, of an NBA draft first-rounder. And if I'm, you know, if the Giants traded with the uh, the Bears, like in this last draft, and the Bears are like, you know, we'll we'll give you next year's first round pick, 
but we're going to protect it top 10, that trade pick doesn't have as much value anymore. Yeah. And so then do you have to give up more draft picks? Yeah, that's fair. And it kind of creates a whole shift. So I maybe, just can't believe we've never seen good. anything on it. Yeah. I don't. Is it is it allowed? But they've just never I mean, maybe it. not because it hasn't ever happened. Yeah. So. There's maybe a chance. Never, maybe they never thought about it until now because yeah. I've never even put that together. Right. I mean, I, ca- I got it from someone else. So. Was it Rosillo? Uh, Simmons, who Simmons. I can't stand. But yeah. yeah. I didn't listen. I, I think... I listened to Rosillo, I think, say it, I feel like. I'm sure he listens to all about it. Anyways, Jags and Dolphins suck. Jags won. Yeah. And now, how many winless teams? Are the Lions the only winless team left, right? I believe the Lions are the only winless team left. And, uh, you know, the the Jaguars, could they win two in a row? They have have Seahawks next week, but... I don't don't think they do. No, no chance. Anyways. No, I don't think uh, they have the Seahawks next week. No, I'm pretty sure they do. The Seahawks have Monday night. They have, the Jags have a bye because they just had the London game. Oh, uh, they're next game. That's yeah. fine. Yep. We're getting back to it. We're getting That's back to it. Bad. We're good. On me. On me. Anywho. Um, so the mayor of Chicago, yeah. who owns the city, Aaron Rodgers, wins 24-14. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about, oh, man. The, what? I don't know. I thought oh, you were going to do like the Lori Lightfoot yeah. mask thing there. Oh, that was mean. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Bears fans. Uh, not what I expected in the sense that I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to throw all over them. He really didn't do much throwing to the ball through for under 200 yards, which I don't know how many times we can see that happen. But it was still, I don't know. I, I feel like what I heard about the game, like there wasn't too much like Chicago's in this kind of thing. I know they got it to a three-point game. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like what I, I, I believe I called it. I think I nailed it. I think it's going to be close, but then the Packers are either going to score late or the Bears are going to try to like get the score back late, but yeah. the game will end on the last possession. Um, and it's just like, I mean, look, he's dominated them for so long. And yeah. for him to actually say it out loud in that moment was, I can't even imagine. I mean, it would, no. it would be like, I was thinking of Tom Brady, but it's worse for them. Like Tom Brady being an Indian, being like, I own you. Um, and it's way worse still with Aaron. And I, yeah. I just, I can't even imagine how low the Bears fans must have felt in that moment. It's one thing to have him like run in. Yeah. And they the know they know what he's done them. But for then the Mike to pick <laughs> yeah. up what he said oh and God. and then for him to confirm what he said in the mm-hmm. press conference Pl- proudly. Proudly um he was not hiding it back. He is playing with his food. And I can't imagine what that would feel like. So prayers up for Bears yeah. fans. Yeah. And then yeah, for the Bear I mean for the actual game uh, the Bears just—they're still trying to figure out what they are with Fields. Um, there's no worry about Fields yet. You know, it's still not like the best completions. 16 of 27. Uh, I believe he was for under 150 in the game. Oh, 174. Yeah, 174. I mean, he's getting better, and there's definitely there's not a need to put the panic button on. I just don't think they know what they want to do offensively yet, and they have talent. That that rookie running back, Ian Herbert, ran really well, mm-hmm. and their defense is clearly good. They're physical, and Quinn and Mack are. Rejuvenized, so they're going to win games and hang in there with teams. But um, I don't know. They just they just I, not I, hit the Packers. I think this is just the it kind of sucks. And I, we've talked about it before, where you have an aging defense, and you know it's how many more years do you have where this core can perform at such a high level? Um, I think this is just a year, just getting getting snaps on the field under Fields belt. I don't think you can judge him at all for what he does this year. I just don't think you can. So. You know, I don't. I don't know if the play calling really helps his stats either, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the biggest blowout of the week by far, uh, unless you had anything else more to say. No. Uh, the Bengals. We were wrong. We're dead wrong. The Bengals walked into Detroit Rock City and spanked the Lions. Absolutely spanked them. And I have. Uh, my biggest takeaway, I should say, is I think. We can now not say that the Bengals are for real, but the Bengals we we should watch because it's not that they're either competing with you know good football teams and beating good football teams, but they're doing their job and destroying bad football teams. And I didn't think they had taken that next step where I thought you know they would play up and play down, kind of like we saw by, about the Jags. Um, but we thought that emotionally the Lions were just going to be wanting a win so badly and at home in front of your home crowd. Yep. Uh, and this Bengals team that I thought was susceptible, uh, we were we were dead wrong. And Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, they they lit it up again. And I think did the 
I saw a meme, and I don't know, I don't think it was, I don't know who tweeted it, but it, they were basically mocking Penny Suell, getting uh, the people saying that the Bengals should have drafted him, showing uh, Joe Burrow throwing the ball to Joe Mixon with Jamar. It was like an eh, stick figure thing, and um, Jamar Chase like pancaking a guy on the ground. Yeah. And then it was underneath it was Joe Burrow getting sacked, Suell not blocking anybody and then a no-name wide receiver not getting the ball <laughs> so that was the meme so yeah. Bengals fans are rubbing it in our face right now that they made the right draft pick as they should I was I was wrong about the Bengals this week and all season 100% but yeah this game was a blowout from you know the second quarter on yeah third I mean, quarter on whatever second boring. half it was just yeah. yeah never on red zone just always just a blowout the whole way Jared Goff you know, Dan Campbell's already tired of him, but they play the Rams this week, so you probably got to play him this week. And then after that, you can try out David Blau for the 100th time and just, I don't know, mess around for the rest of the year. But, yeah. um, I mean, let's look at the Lions' schedule real quick because now they're 0-6. They're not going to go and They're not going to go 0-7. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But I think the Browns, they now are that's, that's a game that they could win. Um, the Broncos is a game that they could win. Falcons is a game that they could win. Um Eagles is a game that game. So there's one-up games in there. I yeah. think they're going to I hope they do. You, know, you ever want to see an 0-17 No, especially game. Dan Campbell, who I heard on part of my take, would have gone 0-16 as a player. Right. That, as that, that would coach. be horrific. That's a, it's a perennial loser. You can not You can bring back, I think, a, a guy who lost or won two games. You can even bring back 1-16, I think. Uh, 0-17, you can't bring back. You can't bring back at all. So hopefully that doesn't happen for a guy. Dan Campbell. But, yeah, I really don't have anything else to say in that game. Bengals, who do they have next? Ravens, that that's going to be – how is that a 1 o'clock game? That's that's weird. And then they go Jets and Browns and then Raiders and Steelers. So, I, you know, the Bengals could keep this train moving. Yeah. Um, we'll see how they play next week against the Ravens, but that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, Zach, the floor is yours. Carson Wentz deserves more respect, Zach. And we're going to have him talk about that. Colts beat the Texans 31-3. Zach, your thoughts? Yeah, domination. Um, domination. Tweeted about it, talked about it, have to win five in a row. That was step one of five. Um, this offense is blown up right in front of us. Seven plays of over 40 yards now in the past two games. I uh, feel awful for Paris Campbell. He scored a touchdown and is out for probably the year now. The guy can't catch a break. But um, T.Y. Hilton, I thought he'd be like a, a morale guy and just kind of good to have on the sideline. And then – he catches one for 12 yards and then one for 54, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy looks like he's 20 again. Mm-hmm. Um, Carson's letting it rip like it's 2017. Jonathan Taylor broke off an 80-yard run. So, you know, it's what you need to do against a bad team, and we did it. And uh, the next two weeks, San Fran and, and Tennessee will be the test. But, you know, our margin of error is very thin because of the position we put ourselves in, but that's what you needed to do. And you can really see Carson um, finally starting to get a little national attention that he might be a little different. Uh, Except but, on Bill Simmons' podcast. Yeah, jeez. But still, yeah, he's getting no love from, from, from the majority. But he's rolling right now. Like, he's a top 10 quarterback right now. And mm-hmm. that's the absolute most we could have wished for uh, as of right now. And uh, even with a still banged up O-line, no Quentin Nelson or Braden Smith. Uh, and I'm just I'm really, really happy for him. And it's been a shocking surprise um, that of all the things that have gone wrong this year for the team, he has been the absolute least of the worries. So it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where when you have the quarterback situation figured out, it makes the rest of your problems um, seem a lot less, like lesser of a problem. You know, when you don't have it figured out, then everything else just becomes a bigger deal. So it's good. Hopefully you can keep it rolling. And there's four left to go, horse. Uh, next game, you want to talk about domination again. Giants got their asses kicked 38-11. to 11. Yeah. Uh, I'm be honest. I I really don't have anything to say. And I, you know, I could talk about this game, but then it's going to end up being a rant that we've all heard for the last four years. So I'm just going to save everybody the time and the decency and not talk about, like, not, not say the same stuff that we've been saying consistently. We're a mess as a franchise. Uh, and Joe Judge, like, the things he's saying after the game, it's like, dude... Like, stop with the, like, challenging your players at halftime to see who's going to quit and who's not. It's like, Leonard Williams also is the biggest, like, I'm not going to say a bad word, 
out there. He's like, like talking about the booze. It's like you want to know why people are booing you, dude? Because like until really Sunday, like you didn't do shit for this entire year after you got paid. So we're a mess. Um, you know, Danny clearly. I mean, he had more turnovers on Sunday than he has in other what five games combined. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, we're going into a tough part of our schedule and. It's only going to get worse from here, so it, it just sucks, but hopefully when the moves get made, it's not like Kevin Abrams just becomes the Giants general manager, because if he does, it's going to be the same shit until that guy gets fired, so that's all I really have to say about the Giants. Yeah, the only thing I'll say is, I, I don't know why, I feel like it's every week, they've got to chill out with um, every halftime, there's some celebration of a team from a decade ago, and look. Well, the, the uh, they had the... Um, Eli Manning won, which yeah. was his retirement, and then it was the 10-year anniversary of the 2011 Super Bowl team, and also, like, Tom Coughlin getting re- like introduced, so that's why. I think they're done after this. I hope they are. I hope they are. Actually, that, no, no, there's one more. Michael Strahan's jersey's getting retired this year. So there's one more. Yeah. It just, they need to get in the present. And you want to also talk about, like, our ownership, John Mara, you little, I'm not going to say a bad word there. Um, like, Tom Coughlin won you two Super Bowls, dude. And when Tom, Tom, like they were on the stage for Eli, good, you should be. They weren't, they were nowhere to be found for Tom Coughlin. It's like, who do you think you are, bro? Yeah. You, you didn't win those two Super Bowls. Yeah. Tom Coughlin won those two Super Bowls. Watch any of America's Greatest Game documentaries on those two Super Bowl teams. It's literally Tom Coughlin. Like everyone loves that guy. Yeah. So I'm even more mad about that than the game because yeah. that's disrespectful as shit to do that. To a guy who's won half the Super Bowls for your freaking... Oh, I want to say bad words, but I'm not. Anyways, carry on. Giants suck. All right, next. Unless you have anything else you want to say. No, not on that game. All right, uh, Chiefs-Washington. Taylor Heineke did not have a great game, but, um, you know, the Washington defense still sucks. What, up 31 points again. And this, I mean, this game was a, it was a game for the first half. Washington had the lead going into halftime, and then uh, Patrick Mahomes decided to be Patrick Mahomes, and they scored three touchdowns in the second half, and Kansas City's defense, I mean, yeah, Kansas City's defense kind of shut out Washington in the second half, and um, I would, I'm not, like, saying that it's, this is, like, a turning point, but... After this defense has been torn apart by every team that they faced in the second half specifically to go out there and just get a shutout, there's something that you can build off of. So I think that's good for the defense's mindset. I'm not saying that they're better or that I expect anything else from them, but I think for the defense, it's more of a win um, than for what Patrick Mahomes did. So Yeah, the first half was pretty disastrous for Kansas City. Tyreek Hill dropped a ball that got picked. Uh, Nicole Hardman fumbled, and then Patrick Mahomes had probably the worst interception that you'll see in the NFL this year. Yeah. Dropped the snap and just threw the ball in the air. And it was just them pressing, and then they finally calmed down and scored three touchdowns in the second half, put them away. And yeah, yeah that it, one, like, to Tyree Kill. Yeah. The all 22 of that. Is ridiculous. Just... Ridiculous. He's still Patrick Mahomes, and he finally calmed down. And they're not back yet, obviously, but that's what they need to do. And Washington is just horrible. So not much to say on that either. No, and um, also, I. Real quick, because I was I saw this happen. I wanted to update the tracker. Six games, six times the Giants' defense has let up a touchdown in the last two minutes of the first half. I needed to update that tracker yet because I saw it happen in the Washington game. So I wanted to double check to see if that happened in the Giants' game. But yeah, I mean this Washington team. You thought if Taylor Heineke was a quarterback and and their defense played great, they you know they could make they could hold it together enough to at least be in the picture at the end of the season. But um, you know Taylor Heineke's not like a great quarterback. I think he's a he's a fine replacement quarterback, but he's going to have games like this, and when he does, you're going to lose, especially to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I you know the defense isn't going to be the reason that they lost this one, but this is now the uh, fifth game in a row they let up 30 points, and there's been six games in the season. So they play the Packers next week. Yep. I, I don't think that they win that one either. Um, no, they're really bad. Yeah. And it's one of those things like you have to think about right now is the Giants are one and five and the Eagles and the Redskins are two and four. Dallas has already won the division. We're clear on that. Yeah, three but games ahead. Now these teams, it's like, you know, 
five wins could get you second place in the division. You're going to have such a harder schedule next year than the team that wins yeah. three games yeah. and, and gets the bottom of the division. So it's kind of just going to be interesting to see how these teams play out and then what that how that affects their schedule um, going into next year. So, but yeah, Washington sucks, and that's really all that is. But any other thoughts for you? No, I mean from the organizational standpoint too. Um, Deshaun Taylor covering like using that as a cover up right now. That was disgusting. Their whole thing, everything about them sucks. So yeah. I'm glad they lost. And then the Jackson Mahomes thing, which oh, first of all, Patrick Mahomes should apologize for him. No, there's two things there. First of all, Washington's or like organization as a whole, it's messed up that they didn't they let people in that area. Like yeah. it wasn't like yeah. that. It, it wasn't was, like it was you chained stepped, off. Well, no, no the the 21 wasn't specifically chained off. That was a chained oh. off area for people to stand. So they're first of all letting people stand on the 21, which is one thing. But then if you're Jackson Mahomes, dude, like I know I don't I I figured he's not the biggest football guy, but you have to at least have the self human decency and human decency to know like don't stand on the guy's number. It's one thing if he's alive, but the yep. guy was murdered. Yep. Like that's it's disgusting and it's messed up from both sides. And you know. You kind of hear from Washington football fans that like they're not, they're more mad about that than the game. Right. So. Right. Um, and I think that speaks. They're a, a dumpster lot. fire. Yeah, I think that speaks a lot. So. Yep. I think what we're moving on to the last of the one o'clocks. No, two more, two more. But most exciting game of the day: Washington versus the Panthers. Uh, second most. I'd say second most. Carolina versus Vikings. You mean that? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I I, it was. I mean, it was exactly what we thought it'd be. We had no idea who was going to win this game, and it took overtime. So, um, I, I mean, Sam Darnold, Justin, it's bad. He I had what he is. had twenty seven pass attempts at one point, ninety seven yards on twenty seven pass attempts. He had two hundred yards on forty one. And everyone was like, you know, kind of compared to the one situation where it's like new system, new guy, all good. At least once in twenty seventeen, looked like the MVP before he tore his ACL, and at least in twenty nineteen. He took his team to the playoffs somehow. Like, Darnold never really did anything in New York, and I was I gave him the benefit of the doubt, too, because the gaze effect, I think, is real. Man, he's bad. But it's it's like Carson Wentz was getting, you know, torn apart at the beginning of the year yeah. when it was the first – first of all, he had no ankles. And right. second of all, it was the first three games of the season in the system again. Sam Darnold was the opposite. He started the year hot, and now it's bad. And this is that's that is worrisome where it's like yeah. now you're a month and a half into the season and, and now it's starting to get bad. Uh, you know, this is where we start seeing more of what the players are going to be this year. And if Sam Darnold doesn't pick it up, first of all, the Panthers are in major trouble now that they've lost the last three, and they, they don't have very hard of a schedule coming coming. No, up. no, they can easily win a couple in a row here. If if Sam Darnold doesn't figure it out this year, I mean, he's going to become a backup somewhere, and, we're, yeah. and we might hear about him two times the rest of his career. Yeah, and you can't be upset with Carolina. This is what you do. You tried for, for it. You only spent a second-round pick on it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then for the game itself, Kirk Cousins keeps producing. Mike Zimmer... Had horrible clock management down the stretch and gave yeah, the Panthers the ball back. God, I mean, Kirk was killing him, and he ran the ball three straight times. Um, Kirk's overcome a lot from that. Like Kirk's playing well. Kirk's playing. Got to give really them credit. Well and look, there's really there's well a ceiling there still. He's still not gonna. Every game they've had except for Seattle has gone down to overtime or the last kick. Yeah. Like I don't know how Minnesota fans are doing it right now. That's I can imagine. At least they're winning though. At least they're winning though. And uh, yeah, they're kind of a team you don't want to play. Thielen and Jefferson and Cook, like they got op- options. So. They're- their losses this year are by combined um, eleven points. Three losses, eleven wow. points, and one of those is wow. a touchdown. One yeah. of those is a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, the Vikings. Every game they've lost, they fought in. Yeah, every it should be the Cardinals. Won, you know, they've either. But you could easily say close. they should have lost the Lions. You yeah. Know, so. So that's uh, just typical Kirk season, right there. That's yeah, and they do. Oh my God, they go Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers, Niners. Yeah, we're gonna find out. So we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out a lot about this team coming up because, I mean, if they can, they can win two of those. You're like, you know, they might be, they might be what, five and six, but it's probably the best five and six you've ever seen in NFL history. So, yeah. Uh, that's that's a team that you just have to look out for. Um, but speaking of the Chargers. Uh, the come down finally happened. You knew it was going to have to happen at some point. There's they were no playing panic. so high, no panic. but yeah, you played a really great Ravens team, another team that I think is proving a lot to people right now. Uh, it's kind of been opposite of what we've seen in Ravens past, where the Ravens usually would blow out the bad teams and uh, lose or win close to the good teams. Yeah, you know they've blown out a couple 
good to de- you know decent to good teams, and you know they've had some some scary wins against the bad teams, but they're starting to put it together against the teams that matter. And it's the opposite of the Browns, where the Browns can't figure it out against the teams that they're going to see in the playoffs. The Ravens are figuring it out against the teams that they're going to see in the playoffs. Yeah, and you have to say right now that they they're they're the best team in the AFC. They've proven it by everyone they've beaten. So. Yeah, Lamar's been awesome. They've been awesome. It was a bad matchup for the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, I'll, look, two highs daily. Uh, Lamar was going to run all over that, and they did. And then Lamar threw it, and, and like you said, Chargers were due for, you know, a regression here. They've been playing so well, so many tight games, so many big games. They've been winning. It was time, um, but no panic on either side. But the Ravens, like you said, are the team to beat for sure right now. Uh, well, other than maybe these Buffalo Bills playing tonight, but yeah, um, the Ravens are legit. But the Bills just have had a, a just a completely different schedule than it comes to the Ravens. Right. Yeah, the Ravens have been earning it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's a shellacking. You want to see something insane though? Yeah. Guess how many more rushing yards the Ravens had than the Chargers? Um, I guess like 150. 161. Yeah. I, yeah. Holy. Yeah. As an Austin Eckler owner, I know he only had like eight yards. So. Yeah. Uh, um, Justin Herbert was the leading rusher with 12. Yep. Not good. Not good at all. And the Ravens, after getting their streak snapped by a great Colts defense, yep. uh, run defense, um, they put it back together and got 187. Gotta so they they kind of told, I mean, look, Brandon Staley said it best. You got to be physical, and that's running game sets the tone of physicality. And, yep. and, and, yep. you, know, you get Ravens, smoked. The Ravens did that to them. Yeah, maybe those press conferences aren't looking as good. So. Yeah, uh, but yeah, credit to the Ravens, man. They're hot. Yeah, the Ravens are hot, and a team that is not the Cleveland Browns. Oh boy, you're loving this one. Oh, it was. I I said it was going to happen. Like, I mean, they were they are banged up. No, but it's like their defense awful. They were not their defense was not banged up. Their defense was not banged up. Like their offense is like we'll get into their offense, but it's their defense. It's the thing that was supposed to be winning them games this year. The three actual good competitive teams that they've played this year have scored all over them. Uh, I think it was what eighty points combined between the Chargers and the Chiefs, and now you throw the Cardinals in that, and it's a yeah. hundred and seventeen points. Zach, that is. Awful. And asterisk, even though the Cardinals might be better without Cliff, a guy that was calling plays for the first time in his life. Because yeah. Cliff was out because he was because of COVID. So a yeah. guy who never called plays before put up 37 points. It's you can't you can't have that happen. If no. you guys want to do anything, first of all, you want to make the playoffs. If you want to do anything in the playoffs, oh um, they're they're pushing that. That's that's gotta be figured out. Baker, uh besides that Hail Mary, which accounted for like a quarter of his yards and yeah. half of his yeah. touchdown. He shouldn't have been out there. No, no. Um, but, I mean, their offense was very banged up. So their offense put up 14 points and whatever will gift them will gift them that. But their defense has got to figure it out because yeah. uh, with as limited I've seen a healthy Baker be this year, if they want to compete in these games and, and win games, uh, it's going to have to be on their defensive shoulders. And, you know, besides that Bears game, and that Vikings game, it just it, you just haven't seen it from these explosive offenses. No, and the worry the worrisome part is they play four really physical teams coming up: yeah. the Broncos, the Steelers, the Bra- or the Bengals, and the Patriots. You're not going to be able to really score on them, so you have to get stopped. Especially this Thursday night, what a horrible time for them to have a Thursday night game. Yeah, Hunts for sure out, Jocks for sure out. They're both their tackles are probably out. Baker and Chubb are both questionable. Um, not like the Broncos are playing great by any means. Did Jim Hunt get hurt too? Cream Hunt's out for a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. I know you so, guys said that. And we yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot. A lot at once. But that's the problem. That's how many guys are out. Yeah. So uh, they're in trouble here. Three and three with the Ravens looking the way they are, with the Bengals looking the way they are. And they don't, uh, they don't have an easy off. schedule. Oh, damn. They don't have an easy schedule to end the year, too. So it's like you have to win the games in the middle of their schedule. And, you know, this next, you know, four games are, you know, winnable games, especially with the – like the Broncos don't have a very good offense. The Steelers, you know, have not shown. I mean, they showed a little bit last night. Um, the Bengals have been fiery, but the Patriots and the Lions haven't been putting up much points either. Yeah. So these are the games that they're going to have to win, but their defense, you know, they've been able to stop not, you know, average to below average offenses. They have to continue that, especially with how banged up their offenses. And then when it comes to the great teams that they're going to play, especially in their division with, you know, teams like the Ravens and the Bengals, they're in trouble. You can't let up 30 points. And yeah. I right now, I don't see how I mean, they stop those teams. We thought the AFC was the better conference, right? And we said that. And it, it still might be both divisions. I think it's I wild card are pretty bad. But yeah. uh, I think seven losses now does get you in the playoffs because you like, you like to think the Chiefs or the Chargers, that's one spot yeah. right there. And then you... Uh, it's well, top-heavy. And, and then you heavy. thought it was the Browns versus Ravens. 
but it's really not. I mean, no one else in the AFC East is going to make it. No. The AFC South is probably only going to get one. So mm-hmm. seven losses can get you in. Hell, the, hell, the Raiders now, there's probably three teams in the West before yeah. any other team gets two. So the the Browns are in real trouble here. Yeah, and, and uh, if... And if, if I don't know if Case Keenum's that much of a drop-off Thursday night. How about that one? I don't think... I mean, look, he's, Case Keenum's had more playoff success than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. He has. Has he? Baker's one and one I mean, he, Case Baker Keenum, beat Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, Case B. Case was on the Vikings team. That yeah, that. I think they had a bot. I think they're both one on one. They're both one on one. Yeah, but the thing is, is like Case. You know, it's like you said. I don't even think skill set wise, it's that much of a drop off. And the thing that hurts them the most is losing two running backs that have just dominated teams. Yeah. And Odell's a shell of himself. Sorry, it's I, not his fault. No, it's not his fault. He it's looks Baker's awful. Fault. He looks awful it's, out there. It's weird. I I think he just needs. I literally just think he needs to get out of. Court. He does. I just think it's that's, really sad what's happened because. I didn't want to bring this up now that we brought it up. If this continues, what I worry about for you is that the only thing that Odell is going to be ever known for, which he more than rightly so deserves, is the catch. And you're quickly going to forget how good he actually was in New York it because will. of how bad it's going. Yeah, That's it, how bad it's going right now. Because No, of- it is, and it sucks because it's... I think he's going to be remembered, if if it continues on the stretch, he's going to be remembered as like a Brandon Roy of, of football. Yeah, yeah. That's because a superstar who... Tore ACLs, broke yeah. his ankles, but people forget Odell through his first three years of his career had was literally beating every single record, right? Every single record possible, and he he wasn't even playing all sixteen games. Like in his rookie year, he was breaking rookie records with twelve games, yeah, eleven, whatever it was. And it won't even matter uh, in a couple years. I, yeah, I saw so. a tweet and somebody's like, Odell is only like only made his career because of the catch. He's like, well, no, maybe it was because he had a thousand year, over a thousand years receiving his first five years. Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's it, but no, I'm I, trending I, towards him only being remembered. I now, agree with you. And, and, and that, that does suck. And it kind of, I don't know. I, Odell Beckham Jr. is by far my favorite athlete ever. Yeah. I don't like, it kind of is weird because you, you know, when he left the Giants, you're like, you kind of want to have that connection with a player. I will never have that connection with a player. I don't even know me and I, I just ever since the day he was drafted, I was like, I hope we get this Odell guy. I think he'd be something special. And Cody Drudge can attest to that because he was FaceTiming me. <laughs> and uh, you know, it ever since then, and, and it just sucks to have to like pay attention to that and see it happen. And I really think that the Browns, that was an awful trade destination for him since day one. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I don't know. I hope he can just. I I think he's he should get traded this year. You know, during the season, I think it would help everybody. Um, and I I don't think he's he needs to be a wide receiver one wherever he goes because of how old he's getting and you know the injuries and everything. But um, if he just goes somewhere else, I think he can be very successful. And I just hope it happens that he has at least flashes after he leaves Cleveland. Right. Us. But yeah, that's it. We could I could talk about that all day. So it, it sucks. But Browns are in trouble. The Browns are are in trouble, and it's weird how I mean, shout out Michigan Donovan People Jones has yeah, been their that's only, like his guy, been their only bright spot really. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But moving on with the four o'clock games, how about them Raiders? That was awesome. It look. I, I, I should have known that was coming. Was, yeah, that was a shame on me. Um. And they dominated this game. Really dominated. From, from dominated. Front to end. Uh. I really didn't. I mean, I didn't watch this game, but Mitch was in the passenger seat as we were driving back, and yeah. I started just, you know, we were just looking at highlight after highlight the entire time. Yeah, but Rugs is awesome. Rugs played great. Classic Rugs game. Three receptions, ninety-seven yards, and a tutty. That's all you need from Rugs. Yep. If he gets three receptions, those are going to be the stats that he gets. Um, you know, Derek Carr, he had twenty-seven pass attempts, right? Yeah. Which isn't a lot. Eighteen completions, like eighteen. Well, that is sixty-seven percent. Right. And 341 yards. Oh, he was lighting them up. Insane. Yeah. Those are insane Against what's supposed to be like a really good Denver defense, right? Yeah, wow. I mean, Denver has been built on their defense. Uh, Teddy, you know, besides his turnovers, didn't. I mean, he was throwing the ball over the place, which is it's just interesting to see because you don't expect that from yeah. a team like Teddy. He was but pressing. It, it's also, they were kind of down from the get-go. Yep. Uh, you know, they tied it up in the first quarter, but after that, I think they were just throwing the ball just to try and get back in the game. Yeah. And the biggest thing for the Raiders really now is they got the emotional win, and mm-hmm. is this is this consistent now? Can you keep this going, or was it just kind of this one-week thing? I don't think it is. I think they're, they've proven it now more than once that even without Gruden, um, even though that was just one-game sample, they're going to be okay. But it is something to kind of focus on with them uh, as the weeks go on to see if they can kind of continue this or if that was just kind of a 
riding with each other, but I don't think it is. I think this is a legit team with another big win. Um, and for the Broncos, that's got to be frustrating. I mean, Teddy was bad um, again. Yeah. So not that they thought he was ever going to be the answer, but he's still underperforming the past couple of weeks. Um, they have, like Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton are huge targets. Javante Williams is a great receiver of no fan. Like they, the issue is not the weapons. So no. they got to figure something out. But this Broncos or Browns game is a is a loser leaves town for sure. Yeah, it's um, it it's is massive. Not you do not want to be the coach of the team that loses that game. No. Uh, here's the thing though, the Raiders play the Eagles and the Giants the next two games. Mm-hmm. Possibly six and two. Absolutely. Now. The Chargers don't have a hard next two games either, but there is an, a chance where uh, the Raiders are in sole possession of the AFC West eight weeks into the season. That's incredible. Which After, I mean, what would they lost to five and two? Through, everything they've been through, that is insane. So shout out to the Raiders, and I, I think you know I really do think that that distraction's gone. Uh, you know, Gruden's not handling the play calling necessarily as much, um, and you know just the. Some there's just some times where an interim head coach just clicks. Yeah. I'm not saying he's the long term I mean, answer, but the positive words about this guy, the from football the start guy, of yeah. and special teams guru. That's just what you need right now. Three phase game, special teams guru. So yeah, um, I guess this was the most exciting game for sure. I, I overlooked it, but uh, Cowboys win in overtime against the Patriots, 35-29. This game had nine different endings. It was insane. Insane. That fourth quarter was nuts. Absolutely insane. Uh, this is a game that the Cowboys have not won in the past for many years. Yeah. So huge for them to go to Foxborough and win um, after they won it, lost it, won it, lost it, and then won it. And the Trayvon Diggs thing, like, I don't know. Trayvon Diggs, I get he's giving up a lot of yards. Oh, I get he game. takes risks. And even that touchdown, he, the safety probably wasn't there on time, but he got burnt. I would live with it every day of the week. It's, I would live with it every day of the week because when he is there, he is the best ball hawk corner we have seen in a very long time. We already talked about his receiver past. His brother, obviously, Stefan. I would live with it every time because those plays he does make are so game-changing. Um, and you can give up 70 yards as, as a corner in total. I mean, the touchdown was bad that they gave up, but I, I wouldn't care at all. I wouldn't care at all. I wouldn't listen to the PFF or any of that because I'd be like, yeah. look, this guy has seven picks. He's taking two to the house, and it's winning football games for us. So... It was it was an amazing game, amazing. Great of Mac to respond and still find a way to score. I think that's that's one of the biggest things about Mac. Like, look, the Patriots, you're not you. There's hopes of the playoffs, maybe as a seventh seed, but you're not. It's hard to do it. They needed that one with a uh, rookie quarterback. But you lost the game. The balls it takes, yeah, to just go at the guys and picking everybody off. Yep. I think that's one of those things where it's moments like that where you can look at a quarterback and say. All right, maybe he's got something. Yeah, I'm not saying you, you know it now, bit. but it, you know that's that's hard to do to respond that way. Um, but yeah, Cowboys, they figure it out late in the game, and uh, like you said, they haven't been doing that much. Uh, I think that that's a lot they can they can carry, and I think with that, there's no pressure on them. Right, which is huge. They got yeah. It's not like they have to. If I lose a game, I have to scoreboard watch to see how that affects everything. Yep. Uh, they're so far ahead in our division. Three games ahead, six weeks in is unheard of. In, unheard of. And it would take a monumental run or choke job for them to not win this division. Right. Um, so I think that that helps them a lot. But the Trayvon Dix thing is just weird. Like, uh, I think the only two times a cornerback's won defensive player of the year, there's like been eight interceptions that they had. Trayvon Diggs. He means like seven. maybe three more. Maybe. But I don't think he can win defense player of the year, which is weird it's to say. It's hard to sustain. Because, not like it's hard to sustain that. I think he's he's going to easily get double-digit picks. Um, just because, like I talked about in the last episode, so I'm not going to say it again. I think it's just how he plays as a cornerback. What his, you know, yeah. the way he was he was brought up through football. Uh, but you can't let up that many yards and win the award. But like you said, I don't know. I The interceptions are huge, but there's going to come a game where... And it was almost this one where the interception doesn't mean as much as the uh, the play that he lets up. Right. Because, you know, pick six, seven points at the turnover, there's nothing like that in football for momentum switches. But, you know, if it's like a third down, third down and long interception that he gets, but then the next, and it's like, that was just a punt anyways, and the next one, but everyone's going crazy because it's his 11th pick in 10 games or something, yeah. and the next possession he lets up, you know, he just gets picked apart. Like, there's going to come a time where uh, everyone's kind of anti him still, 
But the plays you get as a corner to have seven interceptions, it's insane. Because right now we're literally saying he's good for a turnover a game. Right. And you don't get that a lot of times. That's game. very rare to say. Um, so it's just, I don't know. He Every week you're like, this. he can't continue this, and he continues to do it. So eventually it has to stop. But, yeah. It's incredible. And the Cowboys are going for first place overall in the NFC now. That's got to be their mindset. Um, Dak not, put him on not a terrible schedule. Watch. Yeah, yeah, Dak's been unreal. Just, mean, that, they have so many weapons, man. They're just so hard dude, to stop. They're gonna be. They're a problem for a while now. Eight and one. Yeah, they're gonna roll. They're. I. They could. They would make. They'll make. They should be. Hell, they should be nine now. Once they get to that point, they yeah. should have beaten Tampa Bay. Um, Sunday night. Yeah, I watched it in my car ride home. I I was passed out by halftime. It was awful. It was and an awful at game. halftime, it was not a game. Yeah, and the Seahawks ran all over him in the second half. They were more physical. TJ, I mean, this was just the TJ Watt show. He won them the game. Yeah, it was an incredible, incredible late fourth quarter and overtime performance by TJ Watt. Um, I'm proud of Geno Smith. I, I put my balls on the line. I said Geno Smith was gonna yeah, he won the bad. game. I'm I'm proud of him for not faltering when down fourteen. I have I'm proud of him. For that. Yeah, went bad. The fumble sucks. I mean, that was. TJ Watt punched the hell out of it. That yeah, that um, was just, that's not even a bad play by G. That's just no. that is that is one of those like oh that that's a generational talent. Yeah, you're just like that's what that looks like. If At you don't p- have one of those, don't kid yourself when you're trying to convince you yourself that the guy you paid sixty three million dollars is a generational talent. Yeah, that's what that looks like. Yep, and like for Pittsburgh, it's like obviously you want to win, but man, these these wins can't be helping in the long run. Um, their schedule isn't terrible. I don't know. They just they're awful to watch. Big Ben. Thought that the tuck rule still existed. It does not then. He was bad. They're yeah. bad. They're bad. But the, the Seahawks in that situation were not going to win. The biggest highlight of this game is that Russell Wilson is a loser. Oh, my God. That was so stupid. He got on a knee for fake huddle. Oh, my. What look. an absolute loser. Look, when I'm seven years old, mm-hmm. all right, and I'm in my living room, yeah. Jumping on the couch, visualizing myself getting yep. a game-winning drive for my fake league that I would yep. like. You know, every kid does that, right? But no one does it to the extent that Russell Wilson did. No, no, and what, and what you did though is pure and innocent. That man knew every camera was on, and that's in the world. The, that's what I was going to get yeah. to next. Where you're also just doing it and having fun, but that guy took it to a next level, oh. and also. You know, Jacob Eason ran through the entire first script every time. He was throwing the football, yeah. but he did it so far before the game that, like, look, this is, like, the, what, the first time he wasn't dressed or playing in the game, right? Yeah, ever. You do that on Saturday night walkthroughs. Yeah. Ah, was... There's no reason to do that during warm-ups of the game. Why are you doing that Why during Why is he going out for the, the coin flip at that overtime? This game is not that. about you. I did not see he that. Was, he went out there. Oh my! I I can't stand That's him. Just so I can't dumb, stand dude. him. I, I would just be like, you know, DK and them are like, bro, you oh, are dude, so annoying. Way, yeah. You know what pisses me off? All the shit that Odell got. Yeah. DK is so much more of a head case. Oh, he's he's a problem. It is insane, dude. Yeah. yeah. I I just that's that Seahawks team just the the stuff outside of the football is pissing. They're a mess. Me They're a mess. I, I just, oh, he's so cringeworthy, and I don't know how those guys deal with it. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's going to be gone. He was on a knee by himself. In the, oh my God. It's <laughs> one thing to, like, you know, ju- like do walkthroughs and stuff, but yeah. to pretend call the place. Doing no huddle. Like, dude, dude, did he think that, like, future son was going to think that was cool? Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, not his son. Oh, my God. I hate you, Russell Wilson. That's, it was, it was oh, awful. Oh, there goes Tractor Tractor Seagull. Jersey Jerry, the signs over 97 and a half rushing yards. Jersey four, two plus two equals four. Four French Bulldogs. God, he's crazy. Wow. I mean, this is a track. This has Tractor Cito game written all over it because it is. Well, did I say it at the beginning of the podcast? I don't think I talked about it. What? I officially today declared Lumineer season. I didn't say that yet. Uh, you're not. You're not. So, yeah, we'll end the podcast with this. Um, after this weekend, coming into today. I officially at uh, let me check the timestamp. I mean, so it's a little bit you know I I did declare it a little bit before this, but if I made it official on Twitter at uh, one sec. No, my Twitter tweet's not loading. Twitter's not loading for me. Damn, this is this is bad podcasting. Um, but yeah, anyways, this afternoon or you know around lunchtime, I did make it an official Lumineer season, and I will say that Big Cat made it chilly season after me. Yep. So I will take we full first. credit. Yep, you should. Uh, but it's crazy how chilly season, Lumineer season. I mean, it's, it's based on the same principles. 
So I did it at um, 11.33 a.m. So it was after I got my coffee. But on Thursday's podcast, I will be giving my top five Lumineer songs so we can all... Excited for that. And this weekend, I challenge every listener... It's time. Wear a flannel. And with that, Zach... Herc? Take us out. Now, y'all look money hungry. And that's good. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have it. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. Hi, everyone. I go by Burke. You don't really want to see how this works. I could pick and poke all these words. Fuck the yard. I'll stop the curve. They stay distracted. I'll stay focused. It'll take time till they start to notice I'm soft-spoken, but I got a voice. I don't really want to sound too annoyed, but these new guys hopped on the scene with a mouthful of ice and a cup of lean. All pissed off and they act mean. Instead of rap, they just want to sing. Well, actually, something in between this mumbling, stumbling on a beam. The real talent's in the production team. In the back of the booth, they don't touch the green. Give me the cut. Give me the band. Now you know what's up and you understand That behind the microphone's actually a man That touches it up with a talented hand Executes everything that they had planned Make it sound old school, kick the can Anything else that you demand? Fuck it, let's run it all back again I don't know how much more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break Let me talk shit, let me talk shit I sound so obnoxious Full steam ahead, can't stop this Coming from the view of docs, bitch I ain't been playing, I'm saying the truth The money gets moved like this in Duluth I sound like a shape that's recently bent But I'm bent out of shape for my fucking percent Used to count others, but now I count mine Mac told me find a feminine, that's divine My dad said, honey, don't worry about the money Only loving me for what's inside my mind Spit sick shit to the day I'm old Never catch me doing what I'm told Fuck bronze, silver, let's get gold Sign this line and sell my soul I don't wanna sell my soul Do what I'm told Well, boring and old Nah I just wanna live my life, make sure it's right and have a hell of a night, yeah. I don't know how much more I can take, I think I'm starting to wear down. Give me a while I could tear down, everyone look at me scared now. I don't want any more activists, activists all have been acting fake. Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break.